Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. because the Phoenix Suns defeat the LA Clippers 136 to 130 and it's official they advance to the Western Conference semifinals and will face the Denver Nuggets y'all ready for some of that sexy sexy sex it's coming your way so stay here <laughs> Can I say it? Yes. Can I say it? The Phoenix Suns are on to the second round. Suck it, Ty Lue. Suck it, Marcus Morris. Suck it, Clippers. Let's go. I'm not going to lie. I got a little nervous for a hot minute there in this game, but I'm glad (laughs) that the Suns took care of business. They closed it out in five, and we are moving on to the next round. Feeling good. Feeling great. Couple days off before... This thing tips off. How yeah, are you feeling? Not as many as we could have gotten. Yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves have figured out how to get that win tonight as well. But it's all right. Suns yes. Nuggets coming up on Saturday. I was with you. Mm-hmm. We got really excited in that third. Devin Booker, otherworldly. They build up the lead. And then fourth quarter, this team finds a way <laughs> to... <laughs> squelched the lead uh and then they bring in Landry Shamit with two minutes left and my head nearly exploded Uh, and if you're wondering you can actually go back and watch that because we were live on a watch along did not quite understand the move but look they had a pretty good first quarter they scored the most points they had in the first quarter in the series uh you know they they played better than we've seen and that third quarter was Mm -hmm. otherworldly so I feel a little bit better about this team, but there's a lot that they need to clean up going into the Nuggets series. Right. There was some good and there was some bad. And I know that you guys are mad at Landry Shamit slash Monty Williams, but I don't think we should start the show with that because I want to start on a positive note and at least like dive into this game a little bit more and maybe talk about some of the different nuances of it before we get angry at 
Landry Shamit and Ormani Williams. Plenty of time okay. to get angry, okay. but I we're going to have some fun. I feel like we should, we're in the winner's lounge. Yes. VIP lounge, like everything's good, everything's great. We got the matchup we wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. in round two. Let's have some fun with this victory, all exactly. right? Exactly. So we'll start by looking back at this game kind of as the whole yeah. picture. Espo, what's inside the oh, box? Let's take a look. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? A 136-130 win, and giving the Suns the series win 4-1 over the Clippers. The Suns shot 50%. You're hearing me right. Don't clear out the wax out of your ear. Well, you can do that anyways. But the <laughs> Suns had 50% from deep tonight. Clippers only shot 36%. Free throws in the Clippers' favor tonight. First time in two games. Suns shot 24 of them, made 21. Clippers shot 37. They hit 31 of them. Rebounds, again, something that had been in the favor of the Suns the last two games. In favor of the Clippers, 46-43. But those third quarter points, and this was the tipping point in the game, 53rd quarter points for the Suns, 24 for the Clippers, 25 of those for the Suns, coming from Devin Booker. Yeah, that's right. He outscored the Clippers in the third quarter himself, and that's how you get the 136 130 victory and a series win. <laughs> that th that third quarter was something else. Like that was so much fun to watch. That might be the most fun I've had watching playoff basketball. Okay, this the finals run was fun, but it was. in in terms of one guy one quarter, that was it. That was the most fun I've had since Goran Dragic's 23-point quarter against the Spurs, and it was a better quarter than that. Yeah, I mean, that was absolutely incredible. And like you said, I mean, they Devin Booker himself outscored mm -hmm. the Clippers in that third quarter, but somehow the Clippers were still able to hang on during this game, regardless of how, you know, efficiently the Suns were shooting at times as well. They shot 50% uh, from three, like you said. 54.3% from the field. But the biggest thing to me is, is like offensive rebounds, second chance points, and the free throws, like you were saying. That yeah. helped keep them in it. Well, yeah, and let's be honest. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it at all. The Suns were sloppy in the fourth quarter. Yeah. For most of that fourth quarter until the last minute 30, they were sloppy. They gave up I, you know, uh, they gave up turnovers. They gave up second chance buckets. They fouled and gave Mason Plumley far too many end ones than than I'd like. They give up three three pointers in a row because they don't close out uh, on the perimeter, which we saw happen, uh, you know, in in a couple other games in this series, in particular game one where they lost because they gave up uh, those three threes late in that game. They held on for dear life at the end. And met, big credit to the Clippers, right? They could have yeah. packed it in at the end of the third and gone, well, it was a fun season, but we don't have our main guys, and we did what we could, right? And and they didn't. And that speaks a lot to Ty Lue and what he what he instills in this team. They've been up against it a lot mm -hmm. uh, in the last two years, and they have always kind of – just played uh, played their asses off. Yeah, Tyloo is a great coach, and you also do have to give a little bit of credit to the Clippers as well. Mm -hmm. They were out, they were down and out superstars for this entire yeah. series, right? That's not an easy thing to battle against, but they did their best. They showed up night in and night out, and they gave the Suns 
a little bit of a run for their money within these games. Yeah, they they certainly did. I, I never once thought the Suns were going to lose this series, but they definitely came in and played these games really hard. They didn't give up, and they played all the way through. Even Devin Booker said it after tonight's game because he was asked, you know, why after that insane third quarter was this game al- what allowed the Clippers to stay within this game and make it close? And Devin just said the guys don't stop fighting. No, they don't. And I... I give him full credit, uh, or them full credit for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is guys like Nicholas Batum, who had an awful start to this series. He got bent. He got pulled out of the starting lineup, played awful, was averaging 1.3 points. He came up big tonight, hit a lot of big three-pointers in particular for this team, and pulled, you know, dropped, what was it, a 19 spot with six rebounds, two assists, and two steals, five of eight from three off the bench between him and Mason Plumley, also off the bench who had 20 uh, and shot six of seven uh, and had 10 rebounds of his own. Those two guys single-handedly kept this, this Clippers team alive in that fourth quarter. And that's saying a lot for two guys that one is, is at the end of his career, Nicholas Batum. This was his 15th season. Uh, and Mason Plumley uh, was on the scrap heap, kind of a, a an afterthought with this group and they both did a lot. I yeah. got to give them a lot of credit, but in the end, the Suns had KD, they mm-hmm. had Devin Booker. It was enough, but please do not give Landry Shamit or I, you know, I think Josh Kogi had a shot there late in the fourth. Please. When you've got two of the most clutch guys in the NBA, have them take shots. I think KD had a, a total of three shots in the fourth quarter. Yeah, see, so that was one of the biggest questions that was asked multiple times in the chat at the start of the show. How many touches did Katie have in the fourth quarter? Why are we acting like Kevin Durant is not on this team sometimes? Yep. What do you think that is? What's the culprit here? Well, part of it is Devin Booker has been doing so much offensively, and a lot of the defensive focus is on KD, which is allowing Devin mm-hmm. to be able to perform the way he is. So part of it's by design in that way. But part of it is I don't think these guys fully know how to play together, and I don't think Monty knows how to fully use Kevin Durant in this offense. Saul and I talked about it the other night. He's using him in this pseudo-McHale, like a souped-up McHale uh, role in this offense, and it's Kevin freaking Durant. You know, like, let Kevin Durant be Kevin Durant. Uh, And at times in this series, you saw glimpses of what Kevin Durant can do. He had a drive tonight with that Euro step that was just a thing of beauty. And you see those flashes, you go, ha that's Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, but when you when you look at it, there's just times, and tonight maybe that's in part because he falls on his back. He's he's grabbing at it at, at different times. I'm sure it's a, you know, a tailbone bruise or something, but it was enough to irritate him. Maybe that's part of it, but I don't think he's being used right. And really, in a fourth quarter like that, I want KD bringing the ball up sometimes. I want the offense to start in his hands because I trust Kevin Durant to do the little things and make the smart play in most situations where I don't necessarily with other guys. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, CP3. Those are the three I trust. Anybody else out there on the court, I don't think it should be initiating the offense that late in a game because I don't want stupid plays to happen. And... Some of that is why the Clippers team got back in. The Suns made uh, stupid plays. They literally just had to trade baskets for an entire 
fourth quarter and not give up, uh, you know, second chance points and and fouls and all these things and three pointers because it's the quickest way to get back in. They did all those things through, you know, nine, ten minutes of that fourth quarter before they recovered. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I want Kevin Durant to play a little more selfishly at times. When necessary, of course. I mean, he talked about it. It's It goes back and forth between a team game and an individual game. But yeah. I would also like to see Kevin Durant be a little bit more selfish at times. And just his teammates look for him a little bit more. We had a comment in the chat that said something along the lines of there were a couple times in the fourth. Oh, here it is. Cole. In the fourth, they were doubling book and they still passed it to Shamit more than KD. Like, yeah, I just want them nuts. to look for KD more because it's Kevin freaking Durant. Regardless if he's playing well or if he's missing a couple of shots here and there, it's still Kevin freaking Durant, the same way it is that it's Devin Armani Booker. Like, you miss shots, you take the next one, it'll go in eventually. Like, you know their shots are going to fall eventually. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, honestly, I mean, it's criminal to put the ball in Landry Shamit's hands rather than Kevin Durant's hands. And that's not – look, I don't think that's a controversial take either. I don't think it is either. <laughs> you, can, you can put it in Landry Shamit's hands. Or you could put it in one of the top five players in the NBA's hands. Yeah. I usually pick the top five player in the NBA. And look, we're sitting here talking about, oh, Kevin Durant wasn't Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had 31 points, six rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block. Right? Yeah. Didn't miss a free throw. Uh, he he wound up four of six from three. Like, this is a bad Kevin. Not a bad, but this is an off but Kevin Durant But this has been night. the story this whole entire yes. series of people watching the game and throughout the game thinking, oh, well, Katie's not doing that well or Katie's having an off night or yada 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 and then you go to the end of the game and you're like okay but he actually contributed quite a bit yeah it, it's it's so insane, it right? just seems to be like one of those things where it feels different in in the thick of it than it does at the end of the game but either way I do want to see KD be a little bit yeah. more selfish and at all. one point he was four of 11 I believe that was halftime he finished the game 10 of 19 mm -hmm. he only got eight shots in that second half eight Eight. eight. He was six of eight, and he didn't get the ball more. That needs to change in that in that second round. If it doesn't, that's pretty bad. And look, it's it's insane to me that that didn't happen. But the fact that they could win without Kevin Durant having to be the main focus on offense, without Kevin Durant actually doing the things Kevin Durant can do in the fourth quarter should scare the shit out of other NBA teams mm -hmm. because that means this team hasn't found that next level yet. And if they do, they become otherworldly at that point. That third quarter is a preview of the juggernaut the Suns could be if this offense is rolling. Yeah. I mean, okay, Kelly brought up a good point in the chat. They said, if Durant doesn't complain, why the hell are we? I don't think Kevin Durant would complain even if he wanted to. No. I don't see him being that guy in the thick of it. I could see him maybe bringing it up later on or having a one-on-one -on -one with Monty, but he, I don't see him being that guy who would say that right now in the thick of it at a, in like a post-game presser. And they're, they're winning, yeah. right? And they've only lost one game since he's been here. So to come out and complain just makes him look like a malcontent. At this point. Yeah, now, not a good if, look. If knock on wood, I, or touch metal, whatever your thing is, I hope this doesn't happen. But if it were to turn the other way, I could see where there could potentially be some frustration about it. But when you're winning, it's easy to overlook those kind of things. And look, he's still having a great playoffs. I mean, he and Book, what was the stat? They've combined 
uh, for the most, uh, you know, for 25 or more points in five straight playoff games, is the best start to a playoff uh, other than uh, tied with Kobe and Shaq, right? I mean, that's that's amazing duos that you're dealing with there and that you're that you're you know talking about there. So these two have played fantastic. I just there is another level still there, here, and there that's is. crazy. And that's what's so. I think that's why everyone is like clamoring for more because we know there's another level, but that's like where they've been. That's that's the floor, mm -hmm. which is insane to say that that's the floor. It feels like for these two. And we just want to see them take it up another level. But Gerald Bourget will be joining us a little bit later on in the show. But I do have some tidbits from his Twitter. You want to talk about him? Sure. By the way, yes, I have said otherworldly far too many times. Tonight. <laughs> I don't know why it's a crutch tonight, but it is. It and is I apologize what it is. to the Internet for that. Lean right into now. it, Espo. You're good. OK, so Monty Williams are not getting Kevin Durant enough looks late in the game. Quote, I thought we missed him in transition a couple of times, but for the most part, they denied him. We tried to put him in some screening actions, and they topped him. I have to figure out ways to get him in space. So, so Monty is recognizing it. it. I mean, that's great to recognize it now. I need you to recognize it in-game and game planning. So. Yes, that's fair. But the, what what is the whole ism? The first step to fixing a problem <laughs> is admitting you have a problem? Yes, so, but then the, one? the second Check. the second step is actually doing something about it. Actionable item. Yeah, so we'll find just that saying out. something isn't enough. I've learned that from my wife. Uh, right? <laughs> this is facts. Okay, now let's talk a little bit more about the whole Landry Shamit situation because we do have a nugget from Gerald um, and Monty on that as well. So Monty said the idea behind playing Landry Shamit in crunch time was to add some floor spacing and shooting. Shamit was inserted down the stretch after Josh Okogie had missed a couple of shots. Are you buying or are you selling? I am selling so fast that I can't <laughs> hit the sell button fast enough. That is crap. Landry Shamit, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Landry Shamit tonight was one of three. He didn't hit a shot last game. He's been pretty much trashed the entire series from a shooting perspective. Sell me on maybe defense and maybe I would you know bite a little bit on that crap. But I'm not buying that you brought him in because of shooting. You're going to do that? Give me Damian Lee. Hell, roll the dice and give me Terrence Ross. Or just leave Josh Akogi out there. Because when you bring him back in, the first thing he does, gets a major steal that leads to a Kevin Durant bucket that basically shut the door. Yeah. I mean, every single person on the watch along, every single person on Twitter, every single person in our Discord had the exact same reaction. Like, I don't understand. Please help me understand. Why does Monty have Landry Shamit in this game? And I don't, I don't know that we'll ever fully be able to understand it. This is because Monty falls in love with certain players. Shamit is this year's Abdel Nader. It, it makes no sense. The love affair shouldn't be something that happens, but it's there anyways. And we can't explain it. And you know what? That could be Monty's Achilles heel in the long run. It worked out all right in this series. They win 4-1. But if you pull this kind of crap against a, a better opponent in the Denver Nuggets, you are going to shoot yourself in the foot. You cannot do this, and self-inflicted wounds are what could take down this Suns team more than anything. Because if they keep doing the little things wrong and, and screwing up on the margins, you're not going to be able to sustain Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and a little bit of Chris Paul and the bench giving you nothing. That leads to nothing. And the fact that 
The fact that campaign was back and only got three minutes and yeah, Landry Shamit that I didn't understand more, either. I don't get it. I'm with you. Granted, it was only mm -hmm. a, a couple more minutes, right? Landry Shamit got nine, campaign got three, but I did not understand not playing campaign a little bit more. No, he didn't. Three minutes late in the second. Didn't see the court in the second half. I don't understand it. Terrence Ross has been banished to the. Uh, to the you know the sunken place we haven't seen him yeah. uh, at all so I don't again I don't understand the rotations and yeah. look I I have not been a professional basketball coach for the last 20 years I didn't play in the NBA but even I can see this doesn't make sense right now and okay if you put Shamit in in the third quarter early in the fourth and that's your reasoning fine but this is in the closing minutes of a yeah. closeout game that you were starting to see the lead dissipate. That seems like a, a really, really short-sighted move. Yeah, I agree. Okay, a couple things here. Uh, Eldon in the chat said campaign fell on his butt a couple minutes in, but he's sore. I missed that, so that maybe could have been a factor maybe. in this one, and if it was, then I'll give him a pass. Because I could see maybe campaign being like, that hurt, like I don't want to risk yeah. it. Keep me out. We're fine. I get that. I, so if that's, I, I get the that. if that's the case, I'll give him that. Um, somebody in the chat also asked if Tory Craig was hurt because we saw fewer minutes from Tory Craig tonight. He only had 17. But Josh Okogie pretty much just kind of took over mm -hmm. a lot of Tory Craig's minutes and some of Landry Shamit's minutes that we've seen in the last couple of games. He had 32 tonight. He finished with 11 points, three assists, two rebounds, and two steals. Yeah, and I think Tory look. I think he probably wore down. I mean, he yeah, played that's insane a lot. minutes. He scored double digits in the first three games. Like, I think that was part of it. Some fatigue set in. Yeah. And Josh Akogi, you know, not otherworldly stats, 11 points, uh, three assists, two steals, two rebounds. Those two rebounds, though, were two offensive rebounds, which were huge. They, because they, the Suns were trailing massively on the offensive boards in the first half. And Josh Akogi came in a little bit in that second half and was able to. To get on the boards for you. I liked what I saw from a Kogi night. And I'm all right for Tory Craig to have an off night after everything he provided in the series. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. One more flower before we get to the full-on bouquet. Shout out to Busy. That guy took a beating tonight. It literally looked like like his shoulder was dislocated uh, or something not shock of that me sort. If we find out that they had to pop it back. And then in he just stayed this. in. Like, no yep. big deal. I got this. We're good. Nobody worry about me. Contributed well, eight points, eight rebounds, two assists, and three blocks. So. The, the most impressive thing, though. Insane. Four of five yes. from the free throw line. A guy who has shot abysmally mm -hmm. from the free throw line was otherworldly from there tonight, <laughs> at least for him. Abysmal. Yeah, emphasis on the biz and the <laughs> abysmal. Uh, but, no, uh, look, he is one of the toughest guys out there, and he – had five offensive rebounds himself. Like five of those eight were offensive rebounds. So I am, I, look, this team doesn't win this series without the way Busy play defensively and on the glass. They just yes, don't. Absolutely. All right. Before we get to the bouquet, I do want to tell you guys about our friends over at BetMGM. The second round tips off this Saturday. It's official. Yep. The Suns and the Nuggets will face off, and the Suns will be in Denver for the first two games, and that means you can come hang out with us at our watch parties at that MGM Sportsbook out at State Farm Stadium in Glendale. It's going to be a lot of fun. There will be food and beverage specials. Uh, Neutral is sponsoring the event, so they'll be out there. We'll have BetMGM has been doing like fun promos. They're always a surprise. So you got to come out to the Sportsbook to find out what they are, but 
$100 here, 50 bucks there, bonus bets here, bonus yep. bets there. You never know what you'll get. But make sure you come out and hang out with us. Again, it starts this Saturday for the first game of the second round. And, of course, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our AZ audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, that is bonus code PHNX. Suns are now the favorite to win the West, according to BetMGM. They're a plus 145. The Nuggets are a plus 300. And the Suns are now the second best odds to win the finals, okay. plus 400 behind the Celtics, plus 240. Okay. Not some, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, all right. So check the show notes for full description. And now you can listen to Shane talk about this timer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Okay, so a couple of people in the chat are say asking what time on Saturday, and no, nobody knows yet. We the NBA know yet. will let us know sometime Saturday morning. Probably. Yeah, we when we find out, we will let you guys know. We'll tweet about it and all the things. But as of right now, we don't know. It was very weird hearing the disclaimer and seeing Shane mouth it <laughs> off to the right here. Just a little odd. I mean, I mean, he's reading it. I I didn't mean to spoil the. Illusion. Yeah, Shane's here every single show. Every single show. Don't don't you forget it, Espo. Also, if you want to take a trip out to Denver, I'm in full support of Suns fans infiltrating the, the Denver bar. All, the DNVR bar. Just go the arena. The DNVR bar. All the things. And if you want to get a good deal on your tickets, you got to download the Game Time app and make sure that you use code PHNX because that code will get you twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but all you have to do is create an account. Redeem the code PHNX for 20% off. It is super easy. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. So make sure you download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. As Emma fixes, puts my uh, cup on a coaster. Because you got to keep, keep the furniture clean here? here. You got to keep it clean. But I highly recommend everyone go to Denver if you can go to Denver. Because I definitely want more Suns fans out there than not. Mostly because I just want to, you know, a little elbow jab at our friends over at DNVR. So I'm trying to find here. I'm pulling it up. Game one, Saturday. We don't know what time, <laughs> but we know it's Saturday at Ball Arena. You can get in for $76 right Okay. Now. $76. There you go. Which is cheaper than you can get in to either of the Suns home games. Uh, it's 139 and 144 because the Suns fans are better fans. That's right. That's why. That's right. You can get cheaper tickets in Denver because not enough of them are bought. So go out there <laughs> and uh, get that $76 ticket and then find a cheap flight to Denver and infiltrate the ball center. Or you could all Arena. get your friends together and you can road trip out at the same time. Yeah, I, See, I don't care how you get there. Yeah. Just get there. Just right? get there and definitely wear Suns gear to the DNVR bar. Yes. Just, just, uh, just do that one thing for us. Send pictures, too. Don't forget to do that. Okay, let's hand out some big-time flowers here. We'll start with a couple super chats. Leo, thank you for yours. Says, Suns finally closed out a series at home. 
finally, and it was in large part thanks to Devin Booker. Neil also sent us a super chat. Thank you, Neil. Said book was otherworldly <laughs> and sham at late minutes. Take a drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. First off, uh, I forgot what I was going to say and, uh, because otherworldly. Book was otherworldly, though. He was. He was. He was. And that's why he's tonight's big, bright, shining star. I am a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> Look at that. Insane. Insane. Devin Booker had 47 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. Flirting with a triple-double there. He also had two steals, and he was 19 of 26 from the field, four of seven from deep. 25 points in the fourth <laughs> quarter, or third mm -hmm. quarter. Unbelievable there. Passed Sir Charles for the most 30-point games yes. in Suns playoff history with 17. Mm -hmm. Passed Sir Charles <laughs> for the most 40-point games in Suns playoff history with six. This was a special night for Devin Booker, yeah. and yet another rung up on the career ladder as a son. He's closer to that uh, that apex, if you will, of, uh, of legendary status as a son right now. Devin Booker is playing out of his mind in these playoffs. And it is so much fun to watch. And I think, I know we've talked about this before throughout the regular season, but this is one of those moments that you need to like, really sit back every once in a while and understand what we get to watch night in yes. and night out with Devin Booker because He's he's, in my opinion, the best player in the playoffs right now. We, I mean, it's without a doubt. We have never seen a play, at least a start to a playoff performance quite like this. This is something special, and yeah. we should be enjoying every second of it. And if he can keep it going in that second round, Denver's in for something else. Yeah. I, I don't think many teams have seen guys like this. The, some of the teams in the '90s that played Jordan. Uh, I saw I saw a heater like this. This is is very special right now. Yeah, it's in it just so much fun to it see is. what Devin Booker has been able to accomplish with this team. And it's even I don't know if it makes it better because Kevin Durant is on this team with him that again, that level that you talked about. Like you mentioned at the top of the show, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have now scored 25 points each in all five games so far this postseason. And that matches Kobe and Shaq for the longest streak by a pair of teammates to start the postseason in NBA history. That even if Devin needed or was having trouble one night, to, he needed to take a break or was having trouble or whatever, you know you can rely on Kevin Durant. And I think maybe having that like kind of a safety net, if you will, I don't want to discredit what Book is doing by no. any means. But as a fan, that makes me feel so much better that like, Book can just do book things now because he doesn't have to be the only guy who can do those things on the team. But I think that's probably what Book's feeling too is a sense of relief, knowing knowing I can go do this. Yeah, and if and and I can expend this energy because I got that guy over there, and he's taking on the defensive attention in a lot of ways. And I know if I falter at some point, or I like you said, I, I run out of gas at one point. Kevin Durant's right there. Kevin Durant can do this and step up for me. And then, you know what? The last two games, Chris Paul uh, has come up to and supported him. Mm -hmm. This team is just getting started, and that's what's so exciting about it. And uh, Devin Booker, through four games before tonight, was averaging 34 points, 5.5 uh, assists, and 4.3 rebounds. And then he adds in the 47, <laughs> the 10, and the, and the 8. Uh, those those numbers are going to look even better 
uh, tomorrow yeah. when all the talking heads are looking at him and discussing this second round series. When all the math has math? Yes. Um, okay, Triple B in the chat said, Katie is greatness, but this is still Booker's team. I don't know that anybody would argue with you, Triple B. No, but I think we wondered when Katie came here if that would be the case. You know, there was a lot of, Devin Booker can't be a 1A, he's a 1B, and he's finally got a 1A. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like Devin Booker went, nah, let's hold off on that. I can be that guy, I can be him, and I'm going to show you. And Kevin Durant is very helpful in making me him, and I respect him. But I don't think Kevin Durant necessarily minds being being 1B to Devin Booker's 1A. I he picked he Devin Booker to, that he wanted to play with. I think Kevin Durant realizes he's 34 years old, and at some point you need other guys to, to help you, and it's fine to let Devin Booker be this guy and you just drop an easy 30 a night. Well, I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, at a certain point in your career, like we talked about it with Chris Paul, you kind of have to start deferring a little mm -hmm. bit. You have to find what your strengths are at this point in your career and lean into them and allow other guys to figure out their strengths and lean into those as well. And so, and that's not to say that KD can't do all the things KD has been doing throughout no. his career. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying he can relinquish some of the responsibilities Yeah, and because he has a partner that can handle it. He's been knocked for leadership, but I think part of leadership is looking around and going, what are my limitations at this moment? Who is there around me that can make me better, make my team better, uh, make us reach our goals, and then defer to that. Mm -hmm. And that's what Kevin Durant is doing. He looks at himself and he goes, I still got it, but I can I can help Devin Booker be that guy by just drawing the defense, taking what I get, and making Devin Booker, uh, helping Devin Booker be otherworldly. And I really feel like that's what Kevin Durant saw when he played with him uh, in, in the Olympics and then decided he wanted to be in Phoenix was he looked at Devin Booker and he said, that's the guy I can be running mates with and I can make him better. And that, even though Kevin Durant won't get credit for it, and, and some may even be like, well, look, he had to have Devin Booker, whatever. This is leadership. A guy, a guy allowing others around him to be better by his presence. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so a couple more things on Devin Booker here. Uh, Kellen Olson, a friend of the program, tweeted this out late in the game, said Devin Booker became the eighth player in NBA postseason history with multiple games of 40-plus points and 10-plus assists per stat head. LeBron James leads the way with five. Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, and Michael Jordan, and Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic have three, and then w Russell Westbrook has two. So Devin now also has two. That's insane. That's a when nice you, little list. When there. you start winding up in the in, in those kind of names, and we yeah. keep seeing it, Devin keeps appearing on these. Well, you know, first got to do this yes. since so and so, or only people to do it with these legends. At some point, it's not. Oh, that's nice. Or oh, wow, he he got hot. No, at some point, he belongs in that discussion, and I think we're on the precipice of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. And then, like you said, at the top of leaderboards as well, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking about our big, bright, shining star of the night and Devin Booker, the most 40-plus point games in Suns franchise history, the most 30-point games in franchise history in the playoffs. Like, Devin is going to leave his mark on this franchise one way or the other, and hopefully in the best way. That's all I'm going to say with that one. But I think the best way to describe how kind of everything I'm feeling about 
uh, Devin Booker and how he's played is this tweet from Eddie Johnson. Eddie said, I have called games Devin Booker's entire career, and right now I am flabbergasted by what I am saying. Flabbergasted. That's, that's, a, that's a perfect word for this. That's a hell of a Scrabble word, Eddie. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, no, look, Eddie. Eddie's a guy that played with Tom Chambers, who had big playoff games, and had big playoff games himself. Had played against Jordan and, and Larry Bird and all these guys, and he's saying... He's floored by what he's watching. That speaks volumes. When I mean, and this is Eddie Johnson. The man can talk about anything at any time, and he's almost speechless mm -hmm. when it comes to Devin Booker. That's a big deal. I'm impressed uh, that, and, and I'm glad to know that other people are seeing it, not just not just us, and that it's not some <laughs> Homer thing right, because we're yes. in some bubble. It's actually being recognized. Well, I just think flabbergasted is such a good word because it's like it's not surprising per se. But I also wasn't expecting this. No. Either. And now that it's happening, I'm just like, I don't know what to say except for like books doing book things, but at a bigger and better level. But the next step for him, we're, like it makes sense, but it's also like, damn, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all Dev <laughs> the Devin Booker meme right now. We're yeah. all holding the old school camera, taking a picture like I'm seeing something I, I don't know that I've ever seen before, at least in purple and orange. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, shout out to Devin Booker once again for being our big, bright, shining star. Keep it up, Book. We wanna we want more of this in our lives. Um, all I know is that this week is going to be a slower week because we do have a couple days off it's between not, it's not that slow. Well, for Suns basketball, right? Like we'll be here for you guys. We'll have shows no, all week. You guys but uh, as far as Suns games, we're going to have to yes, wait a little bit of are. time, and that's going to kind of suck. So to fill up the void, why don't you hang out with our PHNX Cardinals friends for the NFL draft that is happening on the 27th? They're going to be down at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. For those of you who have already registered, we look forward to seeing you there. If you haven't registered, check the link in the show notes. Five spots left. That's it. Oh, my gosh, you guys, five spots left. So if you want to come. You should definitely register ASAP so you can get a spot. There's going to be beer specials, of course, great food. Um, but regardless of where you are watching it, make sure you are enjoying a delicious Red Bird lager. You do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. You forgot one thing. The best damn Cardinals draft analysis this side of nowhere else. Johnny and Bo are going to have you covered. That's facts. Yeah. You know um, where you can get the best damn sports goods? And merchandise and apparel and accessories and toys and collectibles and novelty Fo items. FOCO. That's right. All right. FOCO. They always have our back for Arizona sports and they have yours too. We have some of their items here and all around our sets here at PHNX. There's a, a nice little sprinkle. It's like Salt Bay, right? Mm -hmm. You just got to throw the, the icing on the cake out there. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, make sure you use that promo code PHNX to get 10% off. Again, that is FOCO, and the link is in the description of this show. FOCO, not a curse word, a place to get sports merchandise. <laughs> but it's a good, like, replacement for a curse word if you wanted to. <laughs> it is. I'm just saying. It's not, mad. It's not bad. Your marketing department can use it if you want. It's fine. <laughs> you can use it if you want. All right, we did get another super chat. This one's from Aunt B. Thank you, Aunt. Appreciate you. Said Monty like Cliff, no game plan. Number one, go make me look good. No, because Monty actually can lead men, and Cliff 
Kingsbury never could even do that. Monty is very good <clears throat> at keeping his his team together and and cohesive. Uh, and I give Monty a lot of credit for that. Yeah. And a guy that was willing to take this job when most other respectable coaches and the Laker, would laugh at that. Weren't the Lakers trying to get Monty at the same LeBron time, too? and the Lakers wanted Monty. Monty turned it down. They offered yeah. him the job. And he took the Suns' job. Mm -hmm. Again, speaks volumes to what Booker uh, is to this town, is to basketball. I give him a great deal of credit. You may you can be mad about his rotations. You can be upset about other things. His love affair with Landry Shamit. But... You can't be upset with what he's been able to do for this Suns team and where he's been able to get him. Now yeah. we can, now we have to see can he out chess match another coach or at least go toe to toe and not lose ground. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> Monty definitely helped turn the culture around here for sure. That you mm -hmm. cannot take away no, from Monty. Not at all. Now, as far as the X's and O's go, I do think there is room for improvement, but there's always room for improvement, and you know, hopefully there. Hopefully, Monty can improve in those areas that we have talked about all season long, and I'm sure that we'll continue to talk about throughout the playoffs here or get additional staff that can help him in those yeah. areas, whatever it may be. Um, but I don't know that I would go as far as to say that that's his only calling card. It's like, number one, go go win me a game. One, you have to keep in mind, too, he hasn't kept the lead assistant. For a minute. For his, well, I think every year he's had to replace his lead assistant, at least – at least the last two off seasons. Yeah, so, and, and aren't they? Didn't wasn't there a report that they're requesting to interview? Yeah, but that was Houston who uh, hired Ime Adoka. Oh, so, right, right, right. So they're out of out of that now. Gotcha. I see that. Okay. Well, Gerald is joining us in like six minutes, so stick around for that. But Espo, we're gonna be playing the Nuggets. Oh, here we go in the second round. Light this, me up. Actually, can we do one other this thing? This thing is we, spicy. We haven't done this yet. Okay. Can we do one thing? Yes, we can it do It is one time thing. to put the Clippers' playoff hopes to bed. To bed. It's time to welcome the Reaper and end the Clippers as we know it because this is the Valley of Death. The Phoenix Suns have come and took care of business. The Clippers are being taken to their final resting place by the Slim Reaper, and I mean, as for you, you, got, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't send it to me, buddy. I, I will send it to you <laughs> shortly. I did send it to you. I believe it was a text. It was a text this morning. Uh, God, <laughs> Lindsay, anyway, hold the phone for a second so here. So here's the deal: we had a graphic. No, no, no. We have a graphic, can you, and can it's you coming it? we have, right now. We have a graphic and a text message, but we didn't get it on the computer that we needed. I'm on. fired. But it's on God its way. damn it! It's on its way. Don't Let's, worry. Can we start this over yes. again? Before we move on to the on to the Nuggets, it's time to put the Clippers' playoff hopes to rest. The Slim Valley Reaper has reigned in the Valley of Death. And it's taken the soul of the Clippers to the other side. You can see the point guard now as he takes you to a final resting place. Devin Booker has destroyed you, and it is on to the Nuggets. You're next, Nuggies. Watch out. We're coming for you. <laughs>
That would have been much better if it had happened the first time. He would have, but That's if you, my fault. But you could clip that and put it on the internet and no one will yeah, know the exactly. difference unless they come watch the show. So it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. You're good at us. TNT can have their gone fishing crap. Uh, the Slim Valley Reaper <laughs> and the Point God are coming for you, NBA, because this is the Valley of Death, oh and your playoff gracious. dreams come to die here. Okay, so we're not going to dive too, too much into the Nuggets on tonight's show because we have a few days. We'll do that tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, we'll dive a little bit deeper into the Nuggets. But there is one thing that you did want to oh, yes. specifically call out. A video. Look, look sometimes you got to rev the engine Some before receipts, it's ready. So let's will. let's rev this engine. If you if we swept the Suns, I would love for their fans to feel absolutely horrible. Like it would be the greatest oh, yeah. feeling to be like, oh man, imagine how miserable they all are. Yeah. Oh, you sad, sad little men. You guys. You <laughs> Have you guys not been here before? I mean, come on. I get it. We hurt you a few years ago. Yeah. That sucked. I, I can only imagine what that felt like. But really? You got to be that petty about it? You know what I want? A good old-fashioned slobber knocker fight. Give me, even if it has to go seven games, may the best team win. May the team with two superstars take care of business. May the team with the best player in the playoffs handle the business taken care of in Denver. May KD show up and reign supreme. You want us to feel bad. I just don't. You know what? It's like the old Batman meme. They say, I feel sorry for you. Well, I feel nothing for you at all. All right? <laughs> nothing. So you can want us to feel bad, but I don't even recognize you. I mean... I just like their pettiness brings out my pettiness. I've got so, no pettiness. You up beneath me. Like too small. That's <laughs> why you've lost your mind, but I love it. I'm totally here for it. But I just like, I'm dead serious. I want Suns fans to invade the DNVR bar. I want the Suns to like completely whoop the Nuggets. Like, do you know how much fun trash-talking our friends over at DNVR will be throughout this round? You know what I want? A good, clean fight. <laughs> no shots below the belt. That's no fair. injuries. Yeah, that's fair. And a Suns victory! <laughs> that's what I want. I do agree with you, though. I do want a good, clean fight. No injuries. Because then it's I just like... meant between us and DNVR. Oh. Well, yeah. I, I guess that, too. But... These two teams is what I'm talking about here. I want it to be that though, because then there's then there's no questions asked, right? At least this year. We'll we'll ask hey, more questions next year, but we'll we, see. We've kept receipts, is all we're saying. <laughs> all right, everybody. The man of the hour. He's here, everyone. In the darkness. Beyond the light, there shall only be one. <clears throat> Welcome. You Hi, Gerald. Hi, I feel like you set me up unfairly with the man of the hour talk. I'm, I'm not Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> the second man of the hour? Does that work? Man of the minute? I'll take that. That's what Shane said. I'll take that, but I'm not Kevin Durant either. So Ma no. Man <laughs> of right now on this program who hasn't been on for the other 45 minutes. Go. How's that, Gerald? There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> All right, Gerald. So I want to ask you the first question because this was a question that obviously a lot of people were bringing up. And Shane also was like, you have to ask Gerald about the rotations. Help us understand, or do you understand, why Landry Shamit was in the game late in the fourth? I do not. And <gasps> it was something that was it was something that was asked. Uh, yes. You know, Monty, Monty was saying that 
And, and this had come off of back-to-back possessions, I think, where the Clippers had forced the ball out of Booker's hands with a double team. It had worked its way to a Kogi, and he had missed two pretty relatively uncontested jumpers. Um, so he was saying he put Shamit in there to have some floor spacing, to have uh, some three-point shooting in there. Uh, whether you believe that's the right move is up for debate. I personally don't. I, I feel like they should have just stuck with a Kogi, stuck with his slashing, or tried someone different. Like, I know Damian Lee didn't really have it going tonight. He had a pretty rough outing, uh, especially on the defensive end of the floor. So it's not like he had a ton of options. And dusting off Terrence Ross in that spot might have been a little sketchy. So it's not like he had an abundance of options. But, yeah, going to Shamit down the stretch there was a pretty questionable call. He had that one and one on Norman Powell where he uh, got caught with his hands in the cookie jar there a little Mm -hmm. bit. And, um, you know, he subbed out a few possessions later. They closed with a Kogi, and a Kogi got that big steal uh, to kind of help close out the game there. So uh, it was questionable. I thought after what we'd seen the last two games where Shamit didn't play in the second half that we wouldn't see him at all. And instead we saw his normal minutes in the first half. We only saw campaign for a couple minutes at the close of the second quarter. I asked Monty about that. Um, and, and it's just kind of a tough closeout game to get him back in the flow of things. And they felt like with the matchups, the way that the Clippers attacked those switches campaign was just a little undersized. Um, so that was his rationale behind not playing campaign, but look, you're going to need campaign through the playoff run if you want to go far. And, and it just, it feels like the irrational love of Shamit or, or just inability to see what he does wrong is kind of strange to me. Gerald, was there an audible laugh when that answer was given? I can't believe that you went, Devin Booker's not getting shots. You know what the answer in the final two minutes of a closeout game is? Let's turn to Landry Shamit. Well, I would have been I think happier because... if they had said, let's turn to Eddie Johnson, who hasn't played in the NBA in 20 years. Uh, like, I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to crap on Shamit because it's not his fault he got checked in. But it's an egregious move at that point. Go back to Tory Craig. Keep Josh Okogian. Anything. To, you're trying to stop the bleeding at that point, and going to, to Landry Shamit seems ridiculous. Even if the excuse was defense, I'd buy it a little bit more. But we needed his, his ability to spread it out and shoot. Just seems like flat-out negligence. I mean, not with that rationale. Like, Shamit did shoot the ball well from three this year, but he hasn't in this series. He made one three tonight. It's not like he was shooting the lights out. Um, so I, I, I get it. I, I don't – again, I'm not defending the, the decision. I agree. I think if you're going to take a Kogi out, you need to put Craig in because he shot the ball well in this series. He's played well. He's gotten plenty of reps with the other core four guys. And, you know, he's made them pay all series for leaving him. So if your concern is floor spacing, if your concern is having a fifth guy who can knock down the shot, you know, Craig is is a good guy to trust in that situation. But I think his thing was more floor spacing in terms of gravity because they were sagging off a Kogi quite a bit in that stretch. But again, I, I think they should have weaponized his slashing a little bit more because we saw it down the stretch. He had that great pump fake when he caught the ball in the corner. He drove. He kicked uh, from the baseline and found Devin Booker for three, and that was a huge three to kind of stop momentum for a little bit there. Um, and, and I thought Okogi did a great job in those short roll situations all night. So I, I, I personally don't get it, and I think it's something we might continue to see more of uh, until Shamit just really has some egregious errors out there. So Kevin Durant talked after the game and he talked about Devin Booker. What was his assessment 
being the guy who personally chose to come here to Phoenix to play alongside Book, what was his assessment of tonight? Yeah, he was asked to describe Booker's performance, and he said it was spiritual, which is <laughs> high praise from, from Kevin Durant. And honestly, not that far off the mark, because this was the first time we've seen this Suns team close out a, a series at home. It was the first time the Suns have closed out a playoff series at home since 2007 in general. Um, so it was really cool. Like that third quarter was incredible. He outscored the Clippers by himself. He was just completely in his bag. Um, you know, Chris Paul didn't know that Devin Booker had outscored the Clippers, but he said it sure, it damn sure seemed like it. Um, so they were, they were, uh, it's one of those things where they're in awe of what he's able to do, but at the same time, they're kind of coming to expect it because of the way that Booker has come into his own, you know, DA said in the locker room, he feels like since KD got here, it's raised everyone's level up a few notches and Devin Booker has taken that challenge to heart and has risen even further. And I, I think that's what we're seeing now, not just the spacing that he provides, but answering that call of playing with an all time great. He was saying hearing praise like that from KD means the world to him because it's a guy that he's followed and looked up to throughout his career. He used to have a fat head of KD in his room back when he was a kid. So this is something that's kind of surreal for him to even be sitting up there with Kevin Durant to be able to, be able to play with him being the clutch performer that he is who elevates his game this time of year, like you're definitely going to see that out of Booker. Okay. So KD described it as spiritual. How are you describing this? Because Eddie Johnson said he was flabbergasted. Like, it's just so crazy. Like I, Espo and I were talking about it. It's not unexpected, but at the same time, it's not expected. If that makes sense. I, I think surreal is the best word for me because it is something that, it's happening in front of us. We've seen Booker have games like this before where he's gone off. He tied his playoff career high tonight, uh, which is impressive. But it, it doesn't feel like he's doing anything out of the ordinary, which is kind of crazy to say when he's hitting some of those shots in the third quarter, some of those ridiculous heat checks he was making. They they feel oddly sustainable, which is weird. He's just playing at an all-time peak level right now. Um, and, and nobody on the Clippers could stop him. And I do worry about the Denver Nuggets being able to find anyone who can stop him either. Uh, Cause you know, Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell Pope are their only options there. And if they don't have enough size to stop book, like, okay, even if they do stop book, who's going to stop Kevin Durant. So it's, uh, it's pretty incredible what we're seeing the give and take between those two. Were you surprised that Monty didn't go straight back to book at the beginning of the fourth? They had such a rhythm going uh, and it and the offense kind of stalled there, which let the Clippers start to get back in the game. Were you surprised by that? No, not really. Book needed a rest, and they were up by 20 or whatever it was. Monty was joking after the game. He's like, see, this is the thing. Like, first I'm playing Booker too much, and now I'm not playing him <laughs> enough. Um, like, And I, I kind of felt the same. That's a lead that you should be able to s sustain, especially mm -hmm. when you start the quarter with, De with Kevin Durant on the court. Uh, they needed to get Booker a rest somewhere. Um, and they brought him back in a few minutes later. But by that point, the momentum was kind of already rolling. So I think it's one of those hindsight 2020 things. Has Devin had the B uh, laser removed from his tattoo? So it just reads legendary at this point. <laughs> I don't think so, but I'll, I'll check my sources on that one. Thank you. All right, Gerald, I do want to ask you this because Katie took a little bit of a spill there. Landed on like his hit or his butt, something along those lines, mm -hmm. but seemed to. Wins a smidge, a and then there were questions in the chat if um, Tory Craig was also maybe injured as well. 
or campaign. He seemed like somebody had mentioned that he fell early on when he came into the game and maybe that had to do with the limited minutes. Just from an injury perspective in general, have you did you hear anything? Did you see anything that kind of stood out to you? Anything to keep an eye on? We didn't hear anything about Payne or Craig, um, but okay. we, you know, I, I asked Kevin how he was feeling and, and or Dwayne did, and he said he was fine. He took a little tumble and it hurt a little bit, but he was able to finish the game and he has a couple of days now in between. So he said he'll be just fine. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, and then the last thing I was wondering is, um, obviously we know the first game of the second round is going to be on Saturday, but we don't know the time frame yet. Do you have a time frame of when we'll get the time frame? I believe we do have the time frame now. I think it should be at 7 p.m., but I, I forgot. I'll have to go back and double check. But we, oh. I'm pretty sure we do have a time. Ooh, okay. Well, when you go back and double check, tweet us or text me so I can tell everybody <laughs> okay. here on the or show. Or tweet us. Or you know, tweet us, whatever That's not one. an effective <laughs> way to communicate directly with us, but do it anyway. I mean, it works, but whichever one, just let me know because we are not sure. So uh, we'll see. Gerald, give me one second here. I got to check this for you. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up something that you're probably going to need to know before Saturday. And apparently our internet just decided to stop working right now. I'm trying to find out what the weather in Denver is going to be. Oh, here we go. Uh, Saturday, it'll be rainy and 67. So not awful. Uh, not awful for you. No snow in the forecast, at least. Well, that's good. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Gerald, anything else that stood out to you? No, I don't think so. On to the next one. They took care of business in five, and now we get to see uh, an even bigger test in the Denver Nuggets. Let's get to it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your all the insight and information, Gerald. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. All right. So I know I had mentioned, again, I'm, I'm going to put this out there in the world every single day until sure. Saturday. Okay. Go to Denver. Yes. Suns fans in Denver. I mentioned the road trip. You can get the best gas. You can get the best snacks. You can get the best coffee. All the things at Circle K. They have what you need to stock up for a long road trip. They have what you need to stock up, whether you're looking for snacks and beer and goodies, mm -hmm. just to sit back and watch a game. Circle K is the best place to go. They've got Polar Pops that stay colder longer. They've got iced coffees for just $1.89, 12 packs of beer for just $9.99. I love Circle K. Circle K, one of my favorite spots ever. I'm dead serious. Like, I love Circle K. It's by far my favorite gas station. Fun fact. Of all. That's where we actually found Lindsay when this we wanted true. to offer the job. We found her at our circle. Yeah, just hanging out. So hanging just out. There. You know what I mean? So make sure you guys are not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com slash door dash locator to find Circle K's near and you. And search Lindsay and it'll tell you which one Lindsay's at. <laughs> Espo must have taken an OGs before no, this show started. Hanging out in La La Land. Either that or Espo needs some OGs look, to get a good night's sleep. Look, I got One a, week. Of the two, I, I'm I got not a sure. week away. I got to get it all in tonight. So. <laughs> That's true. I was really spicy at you and then I just <laughs> took off. Like I didn't give you an opportunity to get me back. Well, so I so. get it. I get it. But our friends over at OGs make some of the best THC gummies that you can get your hands on. They have the Sleep Edition, which comes in the Aqua Berry flavor. They have the Happy Balance which comes in the new strawberries and cream flavor. A lot of wonderful products that OG's has specifically for all of you guys. And you can find them at your local dispensary or by heading to ogsbrands.com. You do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy it responsibly. All right, Espo, I just kind of want to put a, a cap 
on okay. the show here overall. How are you feeling right now um, about the Suns? Obviously, there were some good moments in, in this game. There were some not so great moments. The series overall, same thing. Facing the Nuggets, the number one team in the West in the second round. Where are you kind of sitting? Look, I look at this series against the Clippers as basically puberty for the Suns team. A little <clears throat> awkward, not always the greatest, but mo some moments that were fantastic and, and a glimpse of what they will become. And that's that's what this was for me. We saw the Suns team that they can be. If yeah. they can put it together, and it doesn't have to be for four complete quarters. You give me three complete quarters, uh, you know, where we didn't even see that in this series, you're going to be golden. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul coming up when he needs to, and DeAndre Ayton doing the little things like he did to start this game. A, a guy that we didn't give flowers to that deserves it uh, that came up in this game. Yeah. If you do that, you can beat anybody in this league. But if you make the mistakes that you did in the fourth quarter that let the Clippers back in, anybody in this league can beat you. You have to play within your game. You have to be able to not turn over the ball, and you have to control the glass. That's going to be the key going forward. And none of the things that came up in the series were anything we didn't uh, didn't look at and expect. Uh, we saw what we expected, and this team can be very good. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the chat have said that they think the Clippers were a harder matchup for the Suns than the Nuggets will be, specifically defensively. Okay. Do you think that that might be... Without going too far into it, of course, because we have so many shows this week. But Yes, I think uh, defensively, the Clippers may be the toughest team the Suns face in, unless they face the Celtics in the finals, if they are lucky enough to go that far. Uh, so to me, this this is the kind of team that gives the Suns the biggest fits is, is the fact that they had a lot of long wings. They had... Guards, Russell Westbrook, you say what you want about him. He's a big guard mm -hmm. that can play physical, uh, that can really get in, uh, you know, in Devin Booker's grill. He played great defense on KD at times. Mm -hmm. This is a very difficult, difficult Clippers team from a defensive perspective. And the Suns' offense still put up big points against them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think defense is going to be what could do the Suns in against, against Denver. I just don't see it. Well, it'll be a lot of fun, that's for sure. This series is going to be full of trash talk, at least from the fan perspective. Yeah. It'll be uh, lots of conversation and lots of narratives around the players on the court. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm a little yeah. bit nervous, but I'm really excited. Um, Espo and uh, Gerald did come through with the information for Saturday's game, so here's the deal. If the Hawks force a Game 7 against the Celtics, the Suns and the Nuggets First game will be at 7 p.m. If the Celtics win game six, the Suns and the Nuggets first game will be at 5.30 p.m. So, so we're either looking at 5.30 or we're looking at 7 p.m. So it's an evening game, not the 12.30 shenanigans you guys had to do last Saturday. Get ready. Shane, what is this? Shane has a little nugget of information for us. Devin Booker has scored the most points per game in the 2023 playoffs with 37.2. Yes. 37.2 points That is game. correct. That's and Jimmy, the math, Jimmy Butler right behind him at 36.5. Uh, and that had to take a 56-point performance Shoot. to get him there. Devin Booker Absolute is insanity. him. Absolute you know, insanity. Devin Booker is him. Yeah, Devin Booker. Right? Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this post-game show. We're really excited for the next round 
of action. We will be back tomorrow with a show for you guys at 3 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us live. Or if you can't join us live, you can always rewatch it here on YouTube or find us on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. Thank you once again for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like button on your way out. Follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. I will be gone for the next week, but thank you again for all your support for my wife and I. And oh, Nuggets fans, just because I won't be on camera doesn't mean I won't be trolling you on Twitter. <laughs> Ahoy hoy! past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the...